Chronicles. I'm your host, John, and today we're talking about, of course, D&D. Today we are talking about the many feats of D&D and my opinion on them. D&D is a vast universe where you can make anything possible, as long as you have the imagination for it. So let's get into today's episode of The Wonders of D&D. Now before we start, I will not be talking about every feat in D&D, mostly because of the fact that I haven't used a lot of them. I'm only going to be using the main book, the Blaze Hand Guide or whatever, and Tasha's Cauldron, because those are the feats I've used. I haven't used any of the other ones, so I don't want to really get into it, because my opinions on them would be unbiased, because I haven't used them. Now, let's get into it. The first one, we have Actor. This one, I've never used it, because I don't play bards or rogues, and none of my characters really need it, but... Charisma score by one, and you get advantage on deception and performance checks, which is not bad. A few other things like you could mimic another person or sound, but you know, I I don't really like this one because there's so many different ones that you can use. Like you can use spells and all things. Now this is one I do love using a lot. You gave a plus five bonus to initiative, which is amazing. You can't be surprised while you're conscious, and other creatures don't get advantage on attack rolls when you when they are hiding. So that's really good, especially just because of initiative. Like, oh, who doesn't want that initiative? Next we have the one that I've actually never used. My friends used it a few times, but. I don't really like it. Athlete, you gain a plus one strength or dex, which is nice, I guess. When you're prone, only, only takes five movement to get up, which is not bad, but I don't really get knocked prone to and fall away, away. Climbing doesn't have your speed, which, eh, you're not gonna climb all of them. And you can make a running long jump or running high jump after moving only five feet on foot rather than ten feet, which. I float. The thing with float, I don't think it's a concentration spell, so I can cast float. Just keep on, you know, using one hand to climb up because you just keep on floating, 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 then you're done. So that's why I don't think it's that good. Next one is charger. When you use action as to dash, you can use a bonus action to make one melee weapon attack or to shove a creature, which not terrible. If you move at least 10 feet in a straight line immediately before taking this bonus action, you either get a plus 5 bonus to the attack damage roll, which is not bad, or push the target up to 10 feet away from you, which, you know, yeah, I don't really like it that much because, you know, I'm just gonna be, you know, like hiding there, like, <laughs> magic missile, magic missile, so I think it's kinda useless, even for like a barbarian, I don't think it's that Chef, you cook, um, you make special unique food that heals and everything, but I think it's just useless. It's funny though. But maybe that's just my unbiased opinion because I've never actually had to cook in my DD sessions. So maybe it is good. I don't know. I don't think it is. Crossbow export, which, eh. Uh, can't say too much, it's your next part. Using crossbow, which is not bad, but we usually use long or short bows, so I think it's kind of useless. I don't see people using crossbow often. The crusher one, which increases your constitution 
or strength by one. Um, you can hit a creature with an attack that deals bludgeoning damage, and you can move it five feet to an occupied space. Which oh, oh yeah, that's actually cool. And if you uh, score a critical hit, uh, that does bludgeoning damage. Attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage instead of start of your next turn, which would be really good. Yeah, I I actually do like that. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, defense duels when you can use finesse weapons. You can use um your reaction to add your proficiency bonus to your AC for that attack. If you're being hit by a creature, which not terrible. I uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's actually pretty good. But like I said, I don't really like it that much, mostly because I use magic. I use magic classes, but still, I can see the, like, I can see the goodness in that skill, which, not bad, um, dual wielder, you get plus one close to AC when you're wielding a separate melee weapon in each hand, you can use two hand, two weapon fighting, even with the one-handed melee weapons, you're wielding all might, and you can draw or store two one-handed weapons when you would normally be able to draw or store only one, so, you get two attacks, that's, Pretty good. I'm pretty sure you get two attacks. You should. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's not bad. This one's good if this next one is good only if you go into dungeons a lot or if your DM likes play traps like Dungeon Devil. When you uh, roll a hit dice to regain hit points, the minimum number of hit points you regain from that roll equals twice your constitution modifier. Not bad. You have advantage on perception and investigation checks. We need to detect the presence of secret doors or not. Pretty good. Again, like I said, you have advantage on saving throws made to avoid or resist traps. Good again. You have resistance to the damage dealt by traps, so it doesn't matter what damage you lightning, fire, bludgeoning, ice, poison, you get half damage. So that's nice. And you can search for traps while traveling at normal place, which too much but you know that's not bad um doable increases your constitution by one and when you hit we go we when you roll a hit dice we gain points uh the maximum number of hit points you gain from the roll equals twice your constitution modifier eh, like, i don't think that's really good it's only good for short rest and i don't usually take short rest because i don't think elves can take short rest because you meditate for no, can't use too much for that. Um, Eldritch Adept, uh, studying a little you can learn one Eldritch Invocation. Oh, that's what it's called. You can learn an Eldritch Invocation. That is so good because oh, it's just so good. But you can't be walk, which kind of sucks. But having an Eldritch Invocation is great. I usually always choose the Devil site. Because you can see 120 feet and dark or dim light perfectly. Like, that's good magical non magic. So, yeah, I actually do like Eldritch Adept. This was the one that was new added from Tasha's Cauldron. Which, mm. um, Elemental Adept, you gain one of uh, the features, one of the following damage types. So, you can choose Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Thunder. And spells you can cast. Spells you cast ignore resistance to that damage of the chosen type. So if you find like I don't know a monster, yes, damage like 
resistance to fire damage? Nah, you don't. <laughs> and if you roll damage from a spell you cast that deals the damage of that type, you can treat any one or two dice as two. So like, you know, if you if you roll one, you're not gonna get the lowest number, you can get the second lowest number. Not bad. And um you can select this feat multiple times. Oh, oh. So if you choose elemental adapt each time. You could technically ignore resistance for all five elements. Except for like poison, like necrotic, you wouldn't be able to. And uh, radiant, but you know, actually, that's actually really good. I'd love to never use that. I might actually have to use that. Huh. Good thing I'm doing this, because I'm learning more and more. Um, Fate Touch, you increase your wisdom. Intelligence or Charisma by one, which is not bad. Uh, you can learn the Messy Step and one fourth level spell of your choice, which, oh, it has to be from Divination or Enchantment School of Magic. And you can cast each spell without expending a spell slot, which is nice. Because he had to finish all the last episode. That's really good. Because, like, Messy Step is. Ugh, I love Messy Step. It's a great one. So I might actually have to get the. Um, Fighting initiate with your martial training has helped you develop a particular style of fighting. As all well, you own one fighting style option of choice. That's not bad because you you could technically take one of the feats I'm pretty sure later on, where you can be martial like use a martial weapon. You take that and then like get the one that gives you plus two to all. Which that would be cool. Ooh, I might have to use that with like other magic castle. Not bad. Um, Grappler, you develop the skills, you mostly the natural attack rolls to grapple people, which, eh, I don't really like it, I don't grapple often, so I think that's kind of useless. Great ma weapon master, uh, when you score a critical hit with melee weapon, or reduce a creature to zero hit points, with one you can make one melee attack as a bonus action, which, you know, like getting a critical and then hitting again. If you get a critical, and they're not dead, you can hit them again, and maybe get another critical, and keep on magic. That could be endless. Huh. Not bad. And, um, if you make a melee weapon attack with, that you're proficient with, you can take a minus 5 penalty to attack roll. If the attack hits, you have plus 10 to your weapons and damage, which would be good for, like, late levels. Early levels, uh, Give or take, I think it's worth it. Just take it. Gonna can't say too much because I don't use the arms in DD, but y'all just really good with guns and everything, so yeah. Heal, <laughs> heal is useless, no one uses a healer's kit, so I think this is useless. I'm not even gonna discuss it mostly because it's just mess and check, but better, but <laughs> mess and check. It's easy. Heavy armor lets you, well, use heavy armor, wow. Um, heavy armor master, oh, yeah, they're all different. Um, when you're wearing heavy armor, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage that you take from non-magical weapons is reduced by three. Oh, that's not bad, actually. That's really good if you're a tank and they don't use magic weapons a lot. Um, and finally, you can speak for 10 minutes to inspire your companions. Uh, 
to your level plus your charisma modifier, which uh not terrible. I it's, it's not bad, but I don't use it. It'd be really good for a rogue. But um more like a maybe like a paladin. Did I say rogue I meant bored? <laughs> Lightly armor. You can use light armor. Ooh. Linguist is one that you use a lot. You gain three languages of your choice and you can make ciphers out a little bit hard to solve that you know you can teach them and they have to do an intelligence check which is your intelligence score plus proficiency bonus so you know that's what's not bad but i literally just like it for the three actual languages because i'm like i have nine languages <laughs> suckers get on my level lucky you get three luck points i don't really like lucky dice like it just lets you re-roll three dice which uh, I don't really like it that much I know some people do like it but uh, I don't like it Mage Slayer if the creature within five feet of you cast a spell you can use a reaction to make a melee weapon against that creature and if you damage a creature that is concentrating on a spell that creature has disadvantage on saving throws it makes it to maintain its concentration not bad and you have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by creatures within five feet of you but that's kind of stupid because the ones that they use is like touch spells but most of them they're not going to be close because they don't have a high ac so uh mage initiative you want two cantrips of choice from um from that class spells oh you have to choose bard cleric druid social walk wizard you can choose two of the cantrips um one first level spell and um oh yeah and of course the spellcasting ability for these are what their spellcasting ability so like a charismas for bard sorcerer or warlock um wisdom for cleric or druid or intelligence for wizard you know no more martial adept you own two nodes of your choice from the battlemaster archetype which i don't remember i haven't used them in a while the removal maneuver use you use requires your target to make a saving throw to resist the maneuver's effects. The saving throw is DC 8 plus your persistency bonus plus your strength dex, which is not bad. You can choose if it's strength dex. And if you already have superiority dice, you gain one more. Otherwise, you have one superiority dice, which is D6. The dice use inferior maneuvers. Eh. Medium Armor Master. You can use Medium Armor. Wow! Meta Magic Adept, you can run two Meta Magic options, which not terrible. Yeah, that'd be really good if you have like close range spells, because you could get the one where you can double your range, or I forgot the other Meta Magic options. Mobile, you gain 10, your speed increases by 10 feet. And difficult train doesn't affect you if you're dashing. And if you make a melee attack against a creature, you don't provoke opportunity attacks on a creature the rest of your turn, whether you hit or not. So you could like disengage without having opportunity attack. Mildly armor is um, you can use a medium armor and shields, gaining strength or dex by one. You gain proficiency with medium armor and shields. Oh, duh. I should have known that. Mounted combatant 
I think this is one is useless. It, it's really good for combat, like when you're on mount, but you don't do mounted combat a lot, and most DMs don't disadvantage you on it. So, eh. Um, Azulvent increases intelligence and wisdom by one. You can see a creature's mouth while it speaks a language you understand. You can interpret while it's reading by thrift, and you have a plus five bonus to your passive wisdom and investigation scores, which is not bad, because that could be like. My, my character is like a 19, so I can have like a 24 <laughs> passive perception. Not bad. Um, uh, Pierce, uh, once we're told, when you hit a creature with an attack that deals piercing damage, you can reroll one the attack's damaging die. You must use the new roll. And when you score a critical hit that deals piercing damage to a creature, you can roll one dish or dice die when it's only extra piercing damage the target takes. Oh, it also increases your strength or dex by one. Ooh, whoop de doo. Poison or kind of useless. It's for poison people, but I've also never seen people use poison. It's only the Explorer's Kit. The Explorer's Kit is the next one. Or the Dungeon's Kit. You don't choose Poison or Kit. So I think it's kind of useless. Um, pull arm master when you take an attack action, attack with only a glaive, headboard, or quarter staff. So, like, this would be good for monk. You can use a bonus action to make a melee attack with the opposite end of the weapon. Ooh, so this is like a, a double hit. Not the weapon's die, uh, damage die for this attack is a d4, which not bad. And it does bludgeoning damage. And when you're wielding a glaive, halo, hailboard, pike, or quarter staff, other creatures provoke an opportunity attack from when you. When they enter your reach. Ooh, attack of opportunity. Oh, that's actually not bad, but it's not that good unless you're like a monk. So that's why I never. Uh, we only increase your score ability by one, which you can choose whichever you one you want, and you gain proficiency score in the chosen ability. So, like, if you you choose decks, you can gain one in that decks, and then you are proficient in saving those. Which is pretty good because that made it all like. Ooh, that's actually really cool. Um, uh, Ritual Castor. Um, yeah, that's, that's not bad. You can mostly acquire a ritual book holding two full summer cells from Bard, Claire, Druid, Sorcerer, Warlock, and Wizard, blah blah blah, the main magic classes. And, um, yeah, you can mostly cast spells like. Ooh, whoop de doo. Like, that's not that good. I don't like it. And it also costs 50 gold pieces per level. If you copy a book. Two hours, too. Two hours and 50 gold pieces if you want to copy a spell. Terrible. Savage attack or once more time, you roll damage for melee attack and can re-roll the damage dies and use either tool. Ooh. That's not bad. Don't mind the clock. The clock is worthless. The clock is stupid. The clock is useless. Sentinel, when you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. Um, creatures within five feet of you provoke opportunity attacks from you with, if they take the disengage action. Nice. Um, with creatures within five feet of you making attacks against another creature, or like any other than you, you can use your action to make a melee weapon attack against an attacking creature. So that's mostly just like opportunity attack because like wow you're not hitting me boom that's what you get <laughs> sharp shit all um attacking at long range does not in this impose disadvantage 
that's actually pretty good and we're going to go up in a taxi go half cover half cover and three quarters cover and before you make an attack with great weapons you efficient with you can choose to take a minus five penalty to attack roll attack hit you add plus ten to attack damage pretty good shield master you can take the attack action on your taunt you can use a bonus action to try and shove uh try to shove a creature within five feet of you for your shield Beyond incapacity, you can add your shield's AC bonus to any dexterity saving throw you make against a spell or any harmful effects that target only you. If you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, you can use your reaction to take no damage. Which, not bad. I like it, but I don't use a shield. I'm too handy. I'm a tank, but I'm not a good tank. I'm a damage kill. Skills, um... You gain proficiency bonus in any combination of three skills or tools, but I guess no one uses tools, so that not you just use that. Oh, skill export. Um, increase one ability score of your choice by one. You gain proficiency in one skill of your choice, and choose one skill in which you have proficiency and gain expertise in that school. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, skull call, you are expert at sneaking through shadows. You can try hide when you are lightly obscured from a creature from which you're hiding. That's good for halflings. Really good for halflings. Um, and when you're hidden from a creature and miss it with a ranged weapon attack, make the attack does not reveal your position, and dim light does not impose disadvantage on your perception checks. Relying on sight, which I didn't know that actually did. Um, Slasher, increase your strength of deck by one. Um, it's just like the other ones, but with slashing damage. You know, the one where it uh, reduces their speed by ten. And the critical thing. Which, uh, like, not bad. Spell Snipe, um, huh. When you cast a spell that requires you to make an attack roll, the spell's range is doubled. That's just a meta magic option. Your range spell attack ignores half color and three colors cover. You learn one cantrip that requires an attack roll from bard, cleric, druid, warlock, sorcerer, or wizard. And, oh, man, I forgot how many. One of these, though. Oh, I think I'm almost done. Tavern Brawler. I think this one is stupid. Strength or constitution by one. Proficient with improvised weapons and unarmed strikes. This is only good for monks. Young strikes use a default for damage, and when you hit a creature with an unknown strike or an improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to attack, attempt to grapple the target, which, like I, like I said, I think that's kind of stupid. Telekinetic, which is, um, creatures your intelligence, wisdom, or charisma by one. You learn the mage hand cantrip, which you can cast it without vulnerable somatic components, and you can make the spectral hand invisible. And you already know this spell. It's range creatures by 30 feet when you cast it. Nice. Um, spell cast ability is ability increased by this feat. As a bonus action, you can try to telekinetically shove one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. When you do so, the target must succeed a strength saving throw DC plus 8. No, DC 8 plus your proficiency plus ability modifier. It will be moved five feet away or towards you. A creature will need will, will need fail the save. Okay, that's kind of stupid. <sighs> Telepathic. Oh, there's only like five more. Thank God. Um, increase intelligence, wisdom, or charisma by one. 
you can speak telepathically to any creature you can see within 60 feet of you. Your telepath or your trances are in a language you know, and the creature understands you only if it knows that language. The communication doesn't give the creature the ability to respond to you telepathically, so you can mostly just say, Sup, loser, and they're like, the somatic components or spells e- even when you have weapons or shield in one or both hands oh so you could be like oh that would be good for actually that'd be good for paladins and you can cast a detect dot spell we call no spell slot or components and you can cast it once again once you rest and then yeah that's not bad um tough you increase your maximum in- hit points wait your hit point maximum increases by the amount equal to twice your level when you gain this feat. Whenever you gain a level thereafter, your hit point maximum increases by an additional two points. Um, that's not... I feel like... <laughs> that's actually not that helpful. I would like it. Warcaster, you um, have advantage on constitution saving throws when you make attempt to maintain constitution spells. You can perform the somatic components of spells even when weapons or shield are on both one or both hands. When a hostile creature's movement provokes an opportunity to attack from you, you can use your reaction to cast a spell at that creature. Rather than making an opportunity attack, that spell must have a casting time of one action and must target only that creature. Weapon Master, you increase strength or dex by one. You gain proficiency with four weapons of your choice. Ooh. It's not terrible. And oh, that was the last one. <sighs> that was long. Like, <laughs> very long. Well, thank you for tuning in, boys and girls. Make sure to look out for my next podcast where we will be going over. I don't know. This. There's <laughs> not much I can go over now. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll go over my D&D experiences. I don't know. Until then. Have a good time.